ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಗುರುರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರುರ್ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರ್ದೇವೋ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ದ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಲರ್ನ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಆನ್ ಆಕ್ಷನ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಡ್ ಎಟ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಎಟ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಸೋ ಮಚ್ ಲೆಂತ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೈಮ್ ನೋ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ವರ್ಬ್ ನೋ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಅ ನೌನ್ ಎ ನೌನ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ದೇರ್ like husband is a noun husband is not an action love can become both verb as well as noun when love is an action a boy falls in love with a girl so earlier he did not have love for her he has fallen in love and therefore people say i have fallen in love they don't rise in love they fall down <laughs> and when they fall they get hurt then hurting is called as marriage but the mother has love for the child the love of the mother for the child is not an action it is an experience and therefore in that love the mother rises she doesn't fall see there are divorces between two lovers but there is no divorce between the mother and the son because it was never an action action can begin and action can end therefore this is the first thing we have to understand let us not have the wrong notion let us do meditation no let us remain in meditation all the time and for that what we are doing is kind of experiments on ourselves and every experience is a pointer to that ultimate experience of being without becoming anybody we are constantly struggling in our life to become somebody or the other when we see a small child we ask him hey when you are grown up what do you want to become there was a child in usa and they were our neighbors so the father was doing gardening and uh, the child went to the father and said dad i want to ask you something dad did not pay attention all the time questions he said dad come on tell me i want to be an intelligent husband when i get married i want to be a, become an intelligent husband so the father looked at the son and just remained indifferent again he came and said dad i want to become intelligent husband please tell me again the dad did not say anything then finally the son said dad i don't want my wife to call me dumb like mom calls you dumb <laughs> so tell me how to become an intelligent husband so the father said look here my child there is nothing like intelligent husband in this world those who are intelligent they never become husbands <laughs> this experience of yours is meditation you are 
happy not because you got something. See, therefore again and again we are emphasizing real meditation is remain cheerful and happy. That's all. And when we are cheerful and happy, we are in the present. Can you be cheerful yesterday? No. Can you be happy tomorrow? No. Because yesterday gone, tomorrow never comes. And third, do we have a choice to live yesterday or tomorrow? No. So, we have to live today. Everything that we do, we have to do today. And if every action of our life is an expression of joy and happiness, you are 24-7 in meditation. Many of us have got certain habits developed. In India, one man told me about his mother. His mother was very old and he said, Swamiji, please tell my mother, she is so worried about everything in the world. He said, I am a grandfather, that man said, and my grandchild is already married. But my mother still worries about the admission of the children of the great-great-grandchild. Now how to tell her, stop worrying. He's all the time worried. Oh, his admission is not happening. I don't know what to do and all that. There's no need to worry. So he told me, please go and tell her, stop worrying unnecessarily. So I have to listen to everybody. Like here I listen to Ganesh. You have to come at one o'clock. Yes, sir. So I went to that mother and told, Amma, why do you worry unnecessarily all the time? She became angry with me. This is the only thing I can do. And if I cannot worry, then what will I do? I said, you are right. Continue worrying. <laughs> Friends, we all are the victims of habits. Some people are victims of this nail biting. One mother, she was fed of her child eating nails. So she went to a yogi and told, Sir, do something to my son. He is eating too much of nails. Don't worry, we'll check him. And then he was told all kinds of asanas. Take the leg here, take the leg there and go here and go there. <laughs> and after six months of asanas, he came back. And what his mother saw? Earlier he was eating only the nail of the hand. Now he started eating the nails of the toes. <laughs> because he can take the hand, legs to the hand. <laughs> See friends, we have to change our habits. And see, habits die hard. If you remove H, a bit remains. If you remove A, bit remains. If you remove B, it remains. If you remove I, the habit of T remains. We have to work on this. We all have two aspects. One is our essential nature. Essentially, we are all happy. Now what is the essential nature like? Sweetness is the essential nature of sugar. If it is not sweet, it is not sugar. Then what is the other nature? Other is acquired nature. Acquired nature means what? The sugar could be cubes, it could be crystals, it could be powder, it could be a syrup. So we can change the acquired nature but we cannot change the essential nature. Exactly the same way. We are all essentially divine and therefore we all like happiness. 
because it matches us. Then what is the acquired nature? Acquired nature is number one, constantly worrying. And what is the worry? Worry is an attempt to solve the non-existing problems. We only create problems. I'll tell you an experience about this. I was going to um, uh, where New Zealand from Australia, and uh, me and my friend we are together. Now, he, friend of mine, he is a citizen of Australia, so he gets admission in New Zealand without any visa. So when we were going, there was one passenger. He had a terrible argument with the immigration officer. He started shouting and all that. And then the police came, bundled him and took away. And the whole atmosphere became very tense. And my friend said, Swamiji, let us pray to the Lord that we don't have to go to that immigration officer. He is already angry. Keep your papers ready. You have got visa okay? Do you have return ticket? You are so tense. I said, come on, relax. You don't understand. It is so, he is angry now, he will do that. I said, don't worry, relax. And as if the Lord was playing with us, we were diverted only to that immigration officer. And my friend was holding my wrist so hard that blood circulation stopped. I said, come on, leave it. And we went in front of the officer. He took my passport, put the stamp, without asking a single question, we were in. I was so worried. I said, do you know why you were worried? You are trying to solve the non-existing problems. Don't create problems for you. And that is possible by only simplest method. Learn to remain in the present effortlessly. Repeat the mantra. Whenever I am, not saying wholeheartedly, whenever I am, wherever I am, whatever I am, I have to be 100%. Now you cannot go in the future. You cannot go in the past. As a result, you are effortlessly available in the present. How there can be tension? See? It is so simple, friends. To be happy is simpler than to be miserable. This is always a problem for me. People ask me, Swamiji, how come you are happy all the time? I said, yeah, this is also my question. How come you are miserable all the time? <laughs> See, you make a firm decision. This is the meaning of yoga according to Gita. There it is very clearly mentioned. When miseries come in your life, you refuse to be miserable. And it can be done only by one method. Nishena Yoktavya. Be strongly resolved. No means no. Make the miseries miserable. See, the life becomes beautiful. Then such a person is able to discover joy in silly things. To be happy, we don't require huge things. You see the small kids. You just give them a chocolate, see the joy in their house. See our Ganesha's daughter, uh, Diksha. He only gave me biscuits. So the biscuits belong to him and his daughter. So she will keep on eating the whole packet. So I was told, Swamiji, hide it. She will finish it in no time. So I have hidden. (coughs) (coughs) Then she came and asking for the biscuit. 
Now that is hers, not mine. So I gave her only one biscuit. And you can see the joy. Learn to be happy over silly things. That's all. And this is further strengthened by the practices that we are understanding. Now, Amulat Kiranabhasan Sukshma Sukshmataratpikam Chintayetam Dvishatakante Shamyanti Bhairavo Dayaha. Amulat Kiranabhasan Sukshma Sukshmataratpikam. It is said, now be very attentive. Absolute truth is beyond the definition of is and is not. If you catch this, you have done a great favor to yourself. Everything in this world is recognized as is and is not. Whatever it may be. Now can we say about us, I am not? We cannot say, I am not. So when I am not is not an option, is it necessary to say I am? So who am I? I am beyond is and is not. Like the sound is, I hear. The absence of the sound silence, that also I hear. So who am I? I am present in both sound and absence of the sound and therefore I am beyond presence and absence. This is the first step, this is the ultimate reality. Then, this ultimate reality has the inherent divine potentiality like the fire has the burning power. So there are two things, one is fire, second is burning power. Similarly, this absolute reality has its own potentiality that potentiality is called as consciousness, chit. And this consciousness expands. Expansion of the consciousness is happiness or bliss. Whenever, please come, go and see him. So, whenever we are happy, we expand, is it not? How we expand? For example, when we get married, what we do? We print invitation cards and invite hundreds and hundreds of people. Please come for my marriage, please come for my... Why? Because I am happy. And then I divorce. So do I again send the invitation card to all the people? Please come for my divorce. Please come. <laughs> no. See? There was one father, he told his son, My dear son, congratulations on the happiest day of your life. So the son said, Dad, my marriage is tomorrow. Why are you giving me happiness, congratulations today? He said, therefore I am telling you, today is the happiest day of your life. From tomorrow, God knows what is going to happen. So, consciousness expresses and expands that expansion is happiness. Now this conscious bliss has three aspects. And these three aspects make this world. If we have to tell what is the world, world has only three factors. One is matter, second is action, and third is knowledge. Beyond these three, 
There is nothing in this world. Just observe this. And all these things, where are they? They are in consciousness. So, consciousness expresses as life, life expresses as mind, mind expresses as sense organs, sense organs express as the objects. It is like this telescopic antenna. Out of this small end, one comes out, second comes out, third comes out, fourth comes out, fifth comes out. Pure existence, consciousness, bliss, life, mind, sense organs, objects. If I have to make this small, like a rope, I can't do it. I have to go exactly the opposite way. Same way. How much importance we are giving to the worldly objects, we are at the periphery of our personality. So, lesser the importance we give to the worldly objects, we come back to the sense organs. And how we do that? Give yourself a minimum choice. Taste is okay. Whatever is there is best. Smell, whatever is wonderful. Give minimum choice. When we give minimum choice, we discard the objective world and we come to the sense organs. Then, we don't Pamper our sense organs. See? So, sense organs are no more an issue for us. Then we come back to the mind. Mind is the seat of personal prejudice, likes and dislikes. So, we don't operate under the influence of personal likes and dislikes. Then, we operate under the umbrella of wisdom. We come in the intellect. And what is intellect? It tells us whether this is right or wrong. Follow what is right. Avoid what is wrong. When this happens, mind does not gather unwanted impressions on, the, on itself. And therefore, we do not become victim to our sense organs and worldly objects cannot enslave us. This process has to happen consciously again and again. When this is consciously achieved, it is called as meditation. When it is achieved under ignorance, it is called as sleep. What is sleep? Same thing. We discard the objects, we come to the sense organs. We discard the sense organs, we come to the mind. We discard the mind, we come to the intellect. We discard the intellect, we go back to the life. Life is common for everyone. This journey from the periphery to the center is meditation. It is not a spatio-temporal journey. It is not a journey in time. It is not a journey in space. In this journey, you don't begin from anywhere. In this journey, you don't reach anywhere. In the journey, you don't gain anything. In the journey, don't do anything. In the journey, you don't become anybody. It is the journey of unbecoming, undoing, unreaching and unbeginning.
when we are at the periphery of our personality, we suffer. You must have given a ride on a giant wheel. There are many giant wheels in many places, in Singapore, in UK, many countries they have gone. The worst giant wheel is in Singapore. You don't know where it is moving. It is moving like so slow. And you don't know where it has come down. No fun. But when it moves very fast, aha, you enjoy. When it goes down, oh, when it goes, ah, is life. But as you go nearer to the hub, the movement will be minimum. In the same manner. When we are at the periphery of our personality, worldly objects, sense organs, mind, intellect, we are slowly migrating from the periphery to the center. And when we come to the center, through wisdom is meditation, through ignorance is sleep. In both the cases, we come back friends. This is what is called the energy flow is total like there is one space, there is one water, there is one earth, there is one fire, one air. In the same manner, there is one energy. That one energy expresses in individual that is called as Kundalini Shakti the serpent power. Now this serpent power is uninvoked. It is dormant. It is not controlled. It is not taken care of. And therefore if you see in the western world one lady was writing a book on mind. So she asked me, please tell me what are the problems of mind? I am writing a book. I said, look here, we don't talk about problems of mind. That is the western approach. Talking only unhealthy conditions of the mind. We talk about the possible potentiality that the mind has dormant in it. Invoke that potentiality, that is what we talk. Why talk about unhealthy mind? And then we come to discover that as we are able to raise our this Kundalini or the inner power, slowly what happens? Now this is what I will tell you, be attentive. That energy is completely caught up at the lowest level. That lowest level is called as body identification. The place is at the end of the spine is called as Muladhar. Mula is the root, Adhar is the support. That is the support of life. When the body is alive, then only things can be done. So that is the body identification. The higher one is the Swadhisthana where it is a seat of desires. When we are identified with the body, desires are bound to be. You cannot stop desires. Now, when we start fulfilling the desire, then we come to the Umbalikas, Manipur Chakra, it is a seat of greed. I want some more, I want some more, I want some more. No end to it. <coughs> so these lower three areas, body identification, struggle to fulfill the desires and ending up in the greed. When we start living at these three levels, we are at the periphery of our personality. Nobody can help such a person.
then we rise above this. Enough of fulfilling the desires. Enough of greed. Then, now our approach is not complaining about the mind. What is the mind? Then we'll discover mind is a business of two aspects. One is the I aspect, second is the not I aspect. For example, this is a tissue paper. This is a knowledge. Who knows this is a tissue paper? Another tissue paper? No, no, no. I know. So, in this knowledge, this is the tissue paper. One is I factor. I know this is a tissue paper. And what is the second aspect? I am not the tissue paper. So, the tissue paper is not I sense. Two aspects. Now, be very attentive. I is only one. Not I are many. I know her. I know him. I know her. I know her. You are so many. But to all of you, I the knower is one. Not many. Depending upon how many not eyes we entertain. To that extent, this eye becomes fat. Like a small child, he has got very little not eyes. And therefore, his eye is not very strong. But old person like me, he has got many not eyes in the form of time, space, objects, experiences. So anybody talking on any issue, I am ready to talk. Because his eye is one and he has been entertaining too many not eyes. And such a person is unable to keep quiet. He has to talk. He has to get involved. About this I will tell you an example. There was one old lady many years before she came with me for some talk somewhere and she was staying with me. One day we were sitting on a swing and I was enjoying the evening breeze. So one girl came and she said, Swamiji, I have come to thank you. I said, very good. Enjoy life. She said, do you know why I have come? I said, yes, you told me you come to thank you. She said, no, but thank you for, I have changed my decision now. What was your decision that you have changed? I had come home from my husband's house to my mother's house with a decision to take divorce. But after I heard you, now I realize where I was going wrong and what are the consequences. Therefore, I have changed my decision. Now I shall not seek divorce and I thank you very much for helping me and to protect me from the destruction of my life. And okay, God bless you. Then she said, may I ask one or two questions? I said, okay, ask. She asked one question. This old lady, she answered. Second question she asked. Again, this old lady answered. Third question she asked. When this old lady started talking, that girl said, I have not come to talk to you, please. I have come to talk to Swamiji. When she said like this, you can see the old lady. So I said to that girl, I said, look here, I only told Amma to give the answers. Okay, if you don't like, Mama, you get me a cup of tea, okay? No milk, no sugar, not too strong. So I got rid of her. Then that girl asked me one or two questions, she went away. Now this old lady came with a cup of tea and I said, Mama, sit down. Very nice tea you made. Again, crying started. Swamiji, everywhere like this happens. Whenever I say something, people say, you shut up. You know, we don't want to listen to you. So where do I go wrong? Please tell me. I said, Mama, listen. Your whole life you were a teacher. 
a teacher cannot keep his mouth shut. He always wants to teach others. Whether others want to listen or not, he has to teach. And therefore, you have to change this. Because any event, anybody can talk, you have a similar event in your life. Therefore, your eye has become so fat because it is carrying the burden of total past experiences. And when you start living in the utter present, you have no experience. Then we will be ready and able to learn. But what happens when we listen to something? Our mind is constantly either going in the past, yes, like this it was, it happened to me also. Who asked you? This we have to observe. And therefore, these two principles which I told you, when we are living in this world, before we talk to anybody, ask a question to yourself. Is it necessary to talk? You will get an answer. No need. And second thing, stop talking to yourself. <coughs> stop, talking, uh, stop talking to yourself. This particular yoga I have named it. That is my special yoga. Now when to start it? This yoga practice. Start this yoga practice in the morning when you go to the toilet and sit on the commode. Start this. Till the job is done, you are not talking to yourself. That is the time we forget what for we are sitting. Keep on. And if there is only one bathroom or toilet in the room, in the house, people knock. Come on, get out. Oh, I have forgotten. Why? Keep on talking to yourself. Therefore, I call it as a commode yoga. The moment you land, stop talking to yourself. These two things, when you consciously practice, slowly this not I, which is the burden that we carry, that burden will be unloaded and then you will start living in the utter present. And when you come to utter present, you have nothing to talk. Then our mind is like a mirror. Mirror is always in the present. Mirror doesn't have history. Mirror doesn't have personality. But it's always available. In the same manner, our mind will be always available to everything. Such a mind is a perfect mind. Now see, all the objective things are known through the thoughts. Be very attentive. Knowledge is always through thoughts. So, not I thoughts are many, I thought is one. So more the not I thoughts, I thought is fat. Lesser the not I thoughts, I thought becomes thin. Be very attentive. When there are no not I thoughts, zero not I thoughts, I will be thought free. What is the thought free I? I am husband, I am wife, I am mother, I am father. This is thought I. 
or I with the thought. Then I am man, I am woman, I am Indian, I am Chinese. This is the thought I. Only I am is a thought-free I. This thought-free I is the next step from the Anaha Chakra, we come to the Vishuddha Chakra, wherein pure Self is revealed. <coughs> Such a person has risen from the lowest, come to the mind and transcended the mind and come to the pure Self, pure Consciousness. Thereafter, his experiences will completely change. Because he has risen about small little things. And such a master starts living in that mode, in and through every event of his or her life. Thereafter, the ultimate is this I, which is pure, also merges in the Absolute Consciousness. This is the meaning in this dharna that we have learned, that let us rise ourselves from the body identification, they let us not waste our life in fulfilling the desires, let us not end up in the greed, let us not complain about the mind. Let us work on the mind, reduce the contents of the mind, <coughs> come to the <coughs> Vishuddha Chakra, the pure conscious place, and start living cheerfully and happily. <coughs> See, friends, nobody can do it for us. We have to live our life we have to die our death. Our questions are wrong, therefore we don't get right answers. Our questions are beginning from two words, why and how. Instead of that, ask a question, to whom? Why the problems come only to me? How to get rid of these problems? Instead of that, find out to whom the problems have come. To me. Who are you? Husband, wife, mother, father, brother, sister, friend, enemy, officer, subordinate. Who are you? Then you will come to know. Problems always come to somebody. Then find out. Is that somebody real? This process is not with a click of a mouse. It will help. Anything which grows fast doesn't last for long. Like the mushroom grows overnight. If a mosquito sits on the mushroom, it collapses. But a oak tree takes years together to grow. Then it can hold any burden. Whenever we want shortcuts on the spiritual path, we are cut short. There are no shortcuts. If you want to enjoy the beauty and fragrance of a bud, you have to wait. Let it evolve in its own rhythm. No, but I am in a hurry. Then I put my terrible nails and open that bud forcibly, I will be destroying the bud. It will never bloom into a beautiful flower and no fragrance will come out of it. In the same manner, those who are wanting shortcuts, they become abnormal. Go steady, go slow. You are bound to discover yourself. 
हाउ सिंपल इट इज सो आ मूला किरणाभासा सूक्ष्म सूक्ष्मतरात्मका चिंतता दिशका शाम्यंती भैरवो दया एंड दस वेन दिस एनर्जी इज स्लोली गोइंग फ्रॉम द लोअर टू द हायर अल्टिमेटली इट गेट्स कनेक्टेड विद अ टोटल वी अटेंड यू मेनी ऑफ अस हैव गॉट दिस एक्सपीरियंस नाउ हियर इज द आंसर एक्सपीरियंस इज वी समाइम थिंक अबाउट समबडी एंड दैट समबडी कम्स वी आर सरप्राइज अरे आई वॉज जस्ट थिंकिंग अबाउट यू हाउ कम यू हाउ कम बिकॉज नाउ हिज वाइफ आई हैज a wider range and it is everybody's experience but it is not repeated because once in a while our mind is absolutely at peace therefore it has merged with the totality <coughs> the great yogis the great masters they have cultivated this and they have come to this as their natural state therefore there are many mahatmas in this world you don't have to ask them any question you just go and sit and they will start telling you so it is not a magic it's possible for everyone if we are able to control <coughs> and transcend the mind and when we transcend the mind we are functioning through the body we are functioning through the mind but we are no more influenced by the body identification or the vagaries of the mind like an expert driver is not influenced by the vehicle or the traffic in the same manner this student of yoga is very much living in the same world the same time scale the same political turmoils the same economic crunches everything is the same but now he has changed this change has to come in us nobody can help us in this then शिखी पक्षे चित्रूपै मंडल शून्यपंचक ध्यानोत्तरे शून्य प्रवेशो हृदय भवे this is the process of negation we are all expansion of five there are five elements five elements have got each one five uh, tanmatras like the space has got the sound air has got the touch the fire has got the form the water has got the taste and earth has got the smell therefore five object five objects five qualities five sense organs five organs of action five pranas therefore this is called a prapancha expansion of five 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 there are pancha koshas five coverings behind which the truth is hidden so take anything and slowly start discarding the outer one and thus when you discard everything what cannot be discarded is your essential nature you know we are hearing the barking of the dog it is intermittent so we are aware of both the barking 
as well as the silence. So if we are getting disturbed by the barking, we are at the periphery of our personality. If we are insisting we should be having only silence, we are far beyond even the periphery. But if we become aware, let there be barking sound or let there be silence, it makes no difference. Sounds do not disturb us. Silence doesn't make us happy. The mind is not reacting. If the mind will start reacting, then we will have comments on it. Why they don't keep their cow, the dogs inside their house? Useless. Like you are listening to me, listen to the world. How are you listening to me? Having heard, there is no change. We are the same. In the same manner, let the world say anything. We should not get influence. That's all. Try, this is simple, friends. In this manner, Shikhi Pachai Chitra Rupai Mandali Pancha Shunyakam Dhyayato Anuttari Shunya Praveshu Bhavet. Therefore, <coughs> make absence as the object of knowledge. And this absence, I told you, Absence of sound. When we make absence of sound as the focus of our attention, you will see that many minute sounds which we normally do not hear we start hearing those because our old habit of hearing the sounds is not given up. And sounds cannot be heard by the ears. Ears can hear only the sounds, not the silence. And when one day, by God's grace, it clicks that listening to silence means not getting disturbed by any sound. There is no struggle. Let there be any noise happening in the world. We refuse to be disturbed by any sound. The second way you can recognize the divinity is this. In your room you are sitting and there is absolute darkness, no light at all. You can't see your own hand, so dark. Then sit quiet, open your eyes. When eyes are open, eyes are seeing. But there is nothing to see because of darkness. Then seeing is happening, but 
there is nothing to see therefore there is no seen and therefore there is no seer so seeing without a seer and a seen is the ultimate truth hearing without a hearer and a heard is the ultimate truth these are the two supports names and forms which is the food for the mind if the mind is not given sounds and forms mind starves to death and therefore mind is constantly talking 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 the moment it becomes silent it dissolves in the consciousness with this understanding when we start leading our day to day life you will see effortlessly we are at peace with ourselves nobody can disturb us nobody can help us nobody can trouble us therefore real yoga is help yourself to grow wise unless we are ready to change ourselves even god cannot help us we can take the horse to the waters but you can't make the horse drink the waters the horse will make water what will he do in the same manner that divine total wisdom has brought us all together here it is not our planning it just happens by some higher will that we are brought over here after having come over here now we are given a total freedom be ready to change yourself or continue the way you like no obligation no compulsion with this understanding leading every moment is leading life in meditation points try it give it a try again and again the common question we come across mommy ji when we are hearing to you it is so simple it is so clear but the moment we go and put on our shoes everything goes away we don't know what happens you only told when you put on shoes everything changes don't put on shoes will we complain that morning i take a cup of tea but again at 11:00 i am hungry what should i do eat okay i take food at 11:00 again 4:00 i am hungry what should i do again eat okay but again 8:00 i get hungry what should i do again eat but this is every day every day eat exactly the same way like food is every day to be taken we have to have this satsang every day then slowly our attitude towards life will change changing our attitude towards life is meditation om purnamadaha purnamidam purnaat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate शाति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओम